You're listening to Behind the Viewfinder podcast, where you can relate as client or as service-based entrepreneur. Listen in on behind the scenes of client projects, the latest image capturing trends, and recommendations for your photo or video needs. Here's your host, Andy Coles. Hey, welcome to another episode of Behind the Viewfinder podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, thanks for dropping by. This is where we talk about photo and video capturing things related. We also discuss topics about what a client might be curious or interested in when it comes to image capturing services. So grab a slice of pizza and get comfy because we're getting this podcast started. How are you guys? How is everyone doing? Uh, Gosh, how was your Easter? Did you celebrate? Did you do anything really fun and exciting? I'm going to give you a quick update. Uh, So my birthday will be tomorrow, the 9th, and uh, not a big monumental uh, birthday, but nonetheless, you know, birthday's kind of big to me in my life. And so uh, I I can be very tough to uh, shop for, and I will be the first to admit that. And not necessarily because it's hard to get me things, it's because what I want is of substantial value and I would not uh, ask any one person to get me that now if you know a team of people like a family chipped in then by all means hey you know that's pretty cool get one gift I'm down with that but anyhow uh, Heidi actually purchased a uh, mentoring session with David Hoffman aka uh, shark cookie. Now, if you're not familiar with his work, I suggest that you go check him out. He is known for taking dancers, um, taking their photos basically for dancers. And, um, his stuff is just so great. I mean, just, I mean, natural and, um, it just, it looks really great. I mean, he knows the poses, he knows the lingo for the dance terminology and, the overall experience was just so awesome. He's a really awesome, cool guy too. So, you know, when you hop on over, you check him out again, that shark cookie, you know, give him a follow. Cause it's going to be worth it. Just the stuff that he puts out is just so good. And, uh, like I said, he's a very down to earth guy. So we chatted for quite a bit. We talked some shop, which was really cool because I had a pre kind of like, I guess expectation. I thought maybe, it would be more on the artsy side, like, oh, we're going to be talking about this and this is how I like this to look and da da da. It was no, it was very straightforward. It was very technical, a lot of technical jargon. Uh, you know, we're talking about recycle times, talking about the bell curve for the flash uh, duration and uh, shutter speeds and aperture. It was really cool to have that because, you know, I mean, there, there's one part that's the art side that you have to produce to con- keep content creating. Now, on the other end, though, I mean, there is the part where you do have to know your, your gear. You do have to know your skill set. You do have to know what you're working with to produce that so that you can only just focus on the art side. Right. Anyhow. Uh, yeah. So just totally blew my expectation out of the water and just overall just an awesome experience. So, yeah, I would say I got some major kudo points right there. Maybe even hard to top the next birthday or even Christmas. Hint, hint, wink, wink. <laughs> Anyhow, so that was uh, that was this Monday, and that was fun and exciting. I hope to be posting those pictures from that shoot 
uh, relatively soon. So yeah, we'll see where this takes me. Anyhow, I wanted to talk about this episode, and I always thought it was, you know, it's fun because YouTube usually does it. The YouTube is talking about what's in my camera bag, um, and generally for me, what's in my camera bag kind of varies on my shoot. And so I want to make this edition the wedding edition, um, just because it's very cumbersome and there is a lot that I bring. And I just want to kind of give everyone an idea as to far as as to like what is you know prepared and what is put into a wedding because you know I thought I packed a lot and I was actually just watching uh, Vanessa Joy on her pack and she has like a whole lot of gear and oh my gosh I was just like how do you even carry all that anyhow so I wanted to talk about what's in my bag. This way, also for you, you know, maybe for you, you may be wondering like what what I need to set up to kind of get away with to do a wedding, or maybe have a, your own personal checklist as to what you need to have eventually to set that marker of this is probably the standard that I need to execute these shots. So, like I said, they're always fun to to watch and review. So I thought I would talk about what I have in my bag. Uh, first and foremost, the bag that I'm using is a uh, low pro bag. It's a 450 uh, tactic uh, bag, and it's it's an older model. And uh, for those of you who know Kenny and remember Kenny, he likes to show it off my face that he has the model above mine that came out a year later. Anyhow, we're not uh, sore about that subject. <laughs> and it's it's not that it's like any bigger or anything. Like that. It's just the design looks a lot cooler. Um, and still holds amount the same amount of, of uh, stuff. So anyhow, that's that. Then, as far as for the camera body, I am shooting on a Sony A7R III, which is awesome because, you know, especially if you're very limited in the sense or on the fly of like, I need to switch to a tighter, you know, lens, you have a lot of megapixels to crop in and you can still get away with a lot. So shooting with 42, me 42 megapixels is uh, kind of a game changer. I think I've gotten spoiled in that sense because if I ever shot with anything less now, I would be really kind of uh, uh, chopping some stuff off and be like, oh my gosh, like it's starting to get pixelated. What happened? So anyhow, uh, that's the camera body. I, uh, for weddings, I do rock the 256 gigabyte SD card uh, that writes about 300 megabytes per second. And, you know, why is that important? Well, it's super important because, again, you're taking these shots and taking these shots and you don't want to make sure that you're not missing a moment. And you also don't want to be, you know, limited in the sense of, you know, oh, my gosh, now I need to swap out my SD card. You guys stop the wedding. Stop what you're doing right now. Well, it changes SD card. So 256, I have found that it gets away with a lot. I don't have to change out my uh, my cards and I can kind of get away with the whole day. And. Um, I will tell you this though, if any of you have shot on a high megapixel camera using a card speed that writes as fast, really, I mean, it does make a difference if you did get one that was a slower writing speed, but <laughs> it's, it still takes a bit. It's like, oh my gosh, like what's the deal here? Um, but putting, you know, this kind of speed of a card into a 24 megapixel camera or less it's it just flies like you pop it and boom it's like there it's pretty crazy 
anyhow so uh, presently I do carry three batteries with me I have found that usually three batteries is my um, my thing even if shooting video and, and not stills uh, getting three batteries typically I will blow through two and usually by the second one I'm maybe teetering around the 10% mark and I haven't really have to go to the point where I have had to switch over to the third battery yet so which is really cool to uh, to say because oh my gosh I can't imagine riding <laughs> riding the line that close where all of a sudden towards the end of that I'm like oh maybe I should consider getting a fourth battery so anyhow there's that um, next as far as for my establishing shots um, for my primes I have a 35 millimeter Sigma 1.4 it's 1.4 it's one of their art lenses and Sigma Sigma their color has just gotten so good and for those of you who may be in the neighborhood of shopping for third-party lens I would highly consider Sigma uh, if you're looking to not go with you know name brand and sticking to uh, staying with like uh, within the same what do, what do they call that staying within the same brand basically so um, yeah check that out the Sigma 35 is really kind of my go-to for um, just nice portraits overall it has it's wide enough to give you some establishing of the background, uh, the event where they're at. And then on top of which, you know, being a 1.4, you get some real nice separation. The background bokeh is just pretty decent. And what's up, everybody? I'm breaking up this podcast real quick to say I need your help to keep this podcast going. If you're digging this episode, make sure to rate it five stars. Give it an applause or give it a like. If you think this podcast is weak, give me a rating nonetheless. Lastly, write a short or long review and share this episode with someone you think that would benefit from this or share it with an enemy to waste their time. All right, back to this episode. Back to Behind the Viewfinder Podcast. You know, you to me, the details in that shot or that lens is just amazing. Personally, I think it's it's really great. Um, you know, they're also great for formals as well. You get a whole lot of, you know, you can get fit a lot of body in there. You don't have to chop it off at the, the waist or the, the chest line. Uh, so the 35 acts really well. Uh, next for my details. And when I say details, I'm more talking about more of like the plateware, um, maybe floral arrangements and such that stuff. I shoot with my 50. I have a 50 millimeter that's made by Sony. It's a 1.8 and you know, here's the thing with a 50 being a 1.8. Sure, I can go 1.4. I mean, even now, I think Sony just released a 1.2, which offers extreme, extreme like bokeh. But um, the 1, 1.8, honestly, your clients are not going to tell a difference. They're going to see a little bit of separation and just think, oh, my gosh, this guy has really good stuff. So unless they are a photographer um, or a videographer, then you might be in for a little bit of a, a whirl and then at that point too still they may you know they may have just hired you anyways because you have a great eye and senior established work and they probably don't even question the stuff you have anyways so there's that and then i actually just recently replaced my um zeiss 2470 f4 now it's a great run and gun scenario uh this is perfect for uh doing the um you know family formals it's great for doing the reception, extremely great for doing the reception. And, you know, you can get a, 
uh, those wide 24 and then you can get tight with 70. The only problem was with having the Zeiss model at the Tessario was that it, it, you know, was F4. Now, don't get me wrong. You can bump up the ISO a lot, but it, once you get past the native point, then you start introducing grain. And even just, you know, even depending on the location where you're at, you're going to see that um, immensely if it's really dark. So I went and got the Sigma Art 2470. And that thing is just so clear, so clear. I can't even imagine, like, I would like to get the 24 Prime, the 24 1.4, um, but I can only imagine what that's like. But um, yeah, the 2470, really good for, again, getting the establishing shots, getting for a little more of the room, getting more of the environment. Uh, maybe you need, again, the wedding party. Maybe they're a little uh, robust in that sense that they have, you know, maybe five on each side or more. So, or they have a really large family, something to that extent that you're going to need to get a lot more without having to step a hundred miles away and direct them and yell, can you squeeze in a little closer? <laughs> I crack myself up. I hope you guys are laughing too. Let's have a good time. Let's have a good time. Anyhow. <laughs> and then uh, for the ceremony, of course, and as of right now, I am still renting this lens. I am very much... Um, considering just making my next investment to get this lens, and it's the 70 to 200 2.8. Now, I know some people would say, well, you know, with your camera, you know, you can actually push and get the, you know, the aperture that of set of f4 and pay like, you know, way less. This is true, but again, for me, for my style, for what I like to offer to my clients, for their look, is I like to offer a um, a lot more light than f4 so if it was just for me maybe taking you know portraits of uh landscapes and stuff like that then yeah i would settle for an f4 um and do with that in post but uh for my uh you know ceremony stuff definitely not i would want to make sure that i'm getting in a lot more light so that it's just cleaner you know you can save the the artifacts in both the shadows and the highlights without having to introduce grain in post. So that's that's a hopefully to be in official part of my bag at some point in the near future. Next, uh, we carry <laughs> two Godox 8200 Pros. Uh, they're usually strapped with the mag grip. Um, I'll have a mag grid on one of them just so that this way if I need to direct light without it spilling too much so I can give it that softbox approach. Uh, with the mag sphere and that's usually my go-to setup it's great i have found that um, again not all pictures call for you know a uh, flash uh, but some do if you want to kind of give it that little more pop a little more boutique look and that's why i have the mag grid the mag sphere in itself is nice it does illuminate the room it does give a nice evenly fill but um, again, if you want to have that kind of uh, softbox look, it's important to have the mag grid. Um, it does cut down on your power, so which is important that if you are using maybe speed lights, that you you know when you use the mag sphere and you use a mag grid, each one of those devices will cause you to lose uh, one step of light. So make sure you have some juice, and that's why the the uh, the eighty two hundreds from Godox are typically. Um, Kind of like industry standard for a lot of wedding stuff. Um, there are a few people that I know that rock the 600, 
Um, but on more occasions when I do, when I talk to these individuals, they are, even though they do have the 600 for the most part, that's only if they need to have like a must, like e- extra juice. Usually though, they are just rocking the 8200, very versatile flash. So if you're looking to get into that game, I highly recommend that. And um, for sometimes for just for some fill or maybe I just need real quick some lighting for some reason, I do have two Godox speed lights. Um, they are the V850 Mark II. And same thing, I'll um, interchangeable to take the mag grips off the 8200s, put that on my speed light. And then same thing, I'll gel it uh, on a mag sphere or one of the, the mag um, holders and do that. Um, and occasionally, I haven't used it too often, I'll use the Mag Bounce, which is a really cool device. It, it, a lot of people call it the Mag Bra. And it looks like, to me, it looks like a like a spatula that curved, basically. And supposedly, it'll funnel the light out and spit it out and give you three times the amount of more power than you have. I wouldn't say that it is exactly three times more, but I will definitely say and admit, yes, it is stronger than what you are putting out. So... Um, there's that piece next as far as for what's holding my lights I do have two Manfrotto 501 or I'm sorry not 501 these aren't jeans dude Levi's 501 do you guys ever have those 501 jeans they were like the thing to have <laughs> off topic anyhow so the Manfrotto 5001 B as in Bravo nano light stands I have two of these uh, these are usually pretty reliable uh, I do use, though, to pair with this, I use two 15-pound sandbags. So this way, if, um, you know, wherever my setup is, if I know there's going to be traffic in and out, uh, that they're not going to get knocked over um, by a simple, like, foot grazing. This actually has to be some full-on intent. Like, you know, we saw your light sand, we're just going to push it over. So, you know, you don't want one of those things toppling over, and then your, your flash is taking a, you know, dump, and then all of a sudden you're out. You know, a couple hundred bucks because some like drunken wedding party guest, you know, hasn't happened to me yet. So, you know, knock on wood. Goodness gracious. Where's my wood? That sounded weird, huh? Where's my wood? Anyhow, we're moving on. Uh, Next is also I do have to carry all this. I use a Godox um, CB06 carrying case to carry all of this stuff. And it is a game changer. You know, I can carry my light stands in there. I can carry my tripod in there. I can carry all these lights. I can carry all these diffusers and modifiers. Um, oh, and another one that I have in there that I haven't mentioned is also the Mag Beam, which also produces some light patterns. Um, if your guests, not your guests, if your clients are totally okay with you getting a little more um, creative on the creative end. Um, and so far, all of my clients have been very willing, which is really cool because you can do these really cool patterns and they're just like oh my gosh that's so cool you're like yeah i know <laughs> stupid anyhow yeah so i use the godox cb06 carrying case now um i will say this is not like a like it's great for carrying although i will not say that it's great for in terms of like protection it is very flimsy uh most of it's protected by like a uh i don't even i don't even think it's vinyl it's like a suede-ish maybe mesh kind of stuff anyhow um so it's not a hard carry case i would like to get something like that i actually may invent not invent i will reach out to skb uh they do skb makes a lot of custom cases for guitars and stuff like that so just be kind of curious to see if they do something have you know that would be up the alley for um 
carrying gear because their stuff is great. Um, you know, it's airplane airplane certified, so you can put on a plane, uh, you can get withstand all the pressure, and you don't have to worry about your gear getting jacked up. So definitely something I'm looking forward to still. So if you guys do have something that you use personally for a carrying case to carry all your gear, let me know. I'm definitely looking for something else to upgrade so that I can make sure my gear is totally safe. So yeah, imagine carrying all that and doing that for 10 hours or eight hours. It's uh, it's quite a beast. So if you guys have any questions about the stuff that I use, uh, let me know, uh, send me a message, send me an email, and I would be more than happy to talk shop with you in terms of gear and stuff and why I use that. All right. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. You know what happens next. I'll catch you in the flip side. Thanks for listening and happy clicking.